Welcome to Blinding Light. I'm your host, Gus Pondo. With me today is a good friend of mine, Philip Odom. He's a guitarist for Ivy League, a music producer. He's worked with such acts as Say Anything, Anthony Green, Ceremony, Thousand Souls. It's going to be a great time. Phil, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Heck yeah. Dude, I was reading down the list of people that you've worked with, and I was like, I, this is going to take forever if I go through all of them. <laughs> great. They're all I mean, fantastic. It's crazy for me to look at sometimes too. When I was like making the list for like my Instagram, I was like, this ain't real. This ain't me. <laughs> um, we were doing a little bit of research earlier, me and Mary. And um, on your Instagram, you have like a collage of all the records that you put out in 2019. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I saw he has a collage. And Mary's like, he has a collage? I was like, yeah. She's like, that's a lot of records. I was like, yeah, they're all really fucking good records. <laughs> That was cool to make. That was another one of those moments where I was making it. I was like, damn, 2019 slayed. I was busy. That was a cool year. <laughs> yeah. That was great, man. That was a good I bet year. The, that's probably a surreal feeling because you're literally just like, oh, yeah, I worked on this record. I worked on this yeah. And they're probably yeah. records that I assume that you very much like as well. So Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the cool thing about what I've been working on over the past couple of years is I've only worked on stuff that I actually really enjoy. So I haven't had to do stuff just for a paycheck. So it's been great. It's been oh, awesome. That, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, especially for like industry that you're in. I'm sure there's a lot of that in the beginning where you're like, I need to make rent. So yeah, I'll do this record. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Especially when I owned a studio building, my whole life was consumed by, okay, I have to make my apartment rent and I have to make my studio rent and I have to make my school loans, you know, like all the, all the bills, you know what I'm saying? I like, so. Yeah, yeah it's that, just, yeah. There's that X <laughs> I mean, there's still that. Yeah, but now you're like, I can make that X amount and make, uh, put my name on things that I really enjoy. Exactly, I, yeah. yeah. That's it's, not a level where I'm at, but that's definitely something I strive to be, <laughs> where I strive yeah. to be, where I can be like, I don't want to do this and, yeah. let, and then just not have to worry about not making rent, like just working with stuff that you like. I'm sure that's yeah. very rewarding. Yeah, I mean, that. I think that's like, always just been my goal is as long as I get to a point where I'm making records that people like and that I like I'm good like that's what I need and that's so I, I feel like I'm there finally finally after eight years of doing this <laughs> yeah, so. okay. uh, that's where I messed up I made records that only I liked <laughs> <laughs> we liked them too no so, no <laughs> uh, no I, I'm kidding <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of. Um, so let's get into how how long have you been uh, a music producer? I would say eight years. I started while I was still in college. Like my final projects were like making business plans and and stuff like that. And so when I was about to graduate, I had to make the decision of do I continue working at my job down on 6th Street in Austin? And I was interning slash consulting at South by Southwest for their radio station. And I put in my two weeks at both of those places. Oh, and I was interning at a recording studio. <laughs> and I put my two weeks in at all three of those places. I forgot about the recording studio. <laughs> and I rented a space and was up and running as soon as I graduated. Well, I was, uh, I was in a house and then I rented a space. So I started as soon as I graduated. That was my full-time gig. Do, do you mm -hmm. remember 
in those early days, was there a project that you worked with that you're like, this it was like very reassuring that you're on the right path? Yeah, the, the mongrel EP was like the first cool thing I think I did, which was the guys in Ivy League and, and Marcel on vocals, basically. And I was still in school when I did that. I did that under the radar. Like I illegally put in time at the school recording studio for a project that didn't exist. And I, rec- I recorded them. And then Paul Miner, they, after we finished that, they left for California to record the Ivy League full length. And Paul Miner mixed the Mongrel EP I did. And then because of that, I got the Afflictive Nature record. And after that, I got San Antonio bands and Austin bands and Dallas bands. And like, so I, I felt reassured pretty early on. Like, I don't like how those records sonically sound because like they were the first records I really ever did. But as far as I can still put them on and listen to them and, and be like, God damn, I'm so glad I did these. And they are awesome songs and the memories I have of seeing these songs live and recording them and the, all the doors they opened for me. It's like, I, I just did those records and then I got records because of those records. And those are records that changed your life. Like, and yeah. no, like in no short sense, like you just said, you know, like you, maybe if you don't do that mongrel, if you don't get the next yeah so it's, yeah um, and the mongrel there, EP the, i just listened to like last week it's still fucking rich really that's nice a, that's i love it <laughs> such a good fucking record I, I, Dude, I put that on all the time and yeah kids might not even know what we're talking about when we say mongrel oh, but if anyone listening does not like pause this and go, go listen to mongrel go listen to mongrel and then come yeah. back to this but because, they're the only reason I know a, a Pat from Afflictive Nature, he did a guest spot on the on the release. And so I met Pat and then I did Afflictive Nature. And even this past year, Pat's in a band called The Unit and I did The Unit record. Like eight years later, I'm still working with Pat. I'm still making records with him. He's, he's one of my best friends. Like the whole, all, all everybody in those bands are are some of my best friends. And it's all because I did a mongrel record what, like eight years ago or something like that. I don't even know the exact date we did that but yeah I, kids might not even know who mongrel is but they know me because of the <laughs> the direction my life went because of that record so yeah absolutely um that's i think it's like the thing that i like one of, that's one of the things i like the most about like diy and hardcore is the community the community that is there because like like you're saying like um you're still working with pat that you met eight years ago and mm-hmm. it's a very good friend of yours like um uh, I, I, a majority of my friends in my life, I would not have met if I didn't do like DIY stuff and stuff like that. And oh, just the sure. connections, like fuck, our van burned down in the middle of Illinois, and <laughs> we fucking oh, we made it back to Texas partially because of DIY communities. You know, there's a yeah. community here, there's a community in Kansas, and there's a community in Nebraska that all put out like comps that were like trying to fund. Uh, get us money to help us get back home and like people we had some dude in st louis that was like i'll give you all my drum set i don't think we ever play st louis i don't know anyone by name in st louis and if you're listening and i am supposed to know your name i'm very sorry <laughs> but you know it was just crazy like those things yeah. only happen though because of the community that you're a part of and that it's like nationwide i don't know like it's that's yeah, no it's, it's always been the craziest it's thing. it's crazy i mean there's there's people i'll never meet in europe that follow me on instagram because of music i'd like i'll never know them in person 
and yeah. that blows my mind and that we only know each other because of music it's so cool i don't i don't know another industry where you can just like know people but never meet them <laughs> in your yeah. life it's so cool oh yeah and just like just now like when you were like uh i was telling you about a guest that we we're gonna have and you're like oh is it so uh is it eric turner and i was like no <laughs> but it's, like i know who he is <laughs> yeah yeah you know who i'm talking about yeah yeah so crazy <laughs> it's awesome all right so um so how long were you in austin and based uh, producer i think seven years if i'm remembering my life correctly i spent i graduated high school spent a year in arlington texas going to uta transferred to an art institute in austin and then was there until i was like 25 ish i think i was there for seven years I think from I, I I think I was 26, so from about 18 to 26, 19 to 26 ish. I don't know. Yeah, Austin is like still like my home. I feel like because I spent my early 20s there and I built my career there and made a bunch of bad records there that got me to making better records other places. <laughs> so yeah, I really feel at home when I drive into Austin because I still work in Austin a lot. So when I go to a record in Austin, it feels really comfortable and really nice. And so I love Austin. It's the, it's the best. Do you have a personal favorite record you made besides the Mongrel one um, uh, while you're in your time over there? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this before we started recording. The Ivy League self-titled record that I did, that I, it was like the last thing I did in Austin uh, Josh sang the last notes and then we unplugged my studio and I moved to Philly. That's my, that's my favorite record I've ever done, period. And that's my favorite record to listen to, period. We wrote my favorite record and I'm not ashamed to say that. I think that record is amazing. What's, uh, what's your favorite memory from that like process, that time in your life, like writing that record specifically? Like the that was really cool because I owned my own recording studio and it was big enough to fit a full band in there. We wrote that in the studio together. Like uh, Eric wasn't there for some of it, but me, Josh and Willie, we were writing three times a week, maybe, maybe more. I don't know. Cause we were also in this band called torture together. So we were doing like two a days where we would like practice torture and then write Ivy league and like, that time period i was making like four records at the time and it was all really blurry but we wrote that record and that was so cool to write in a studio my studio where we controlled the hours we controlled everything to demo every night like we would write a riff or write a drum part and record it and then go to the control room and listen to it and i think that's why that record is the best ivy league record is because we got to write listen back analyze and change write listen, record, analyze, change, and then record the full record. And, you know, a lot of other bands in, in our genre just kind of like write a record. And then the first time they get to hear it is when they're recording it, which is kind of a bummer. But I think with technology, it's getting easier. I'm getting logic demos from bands now more than ever, where they like demo out their record before we get together. It was just cool to, to write in your own fucking recording studio. I think that's a a blessing that very very few people get to have and i got to do it on my on that record and it was so cool yeah so from 
Austin, you moved out to Phil, correct? Yes. Uh, let's talk about that one. So what, what, what took you out east? God, I'm so good with direction. Northeast, yeah. Northeast. <laughs> um, I lost the lease of my studio. I've, I've talked about this story on other podcasts. It's, it's a really weird time in my life where I peaked on my skills and I was very aware of that. I wasn't getting any better and I was renting this really cool space and they sold the building and they, the new owners jacked the rent double what I was paying and there was no way I could afford it. I was already scraping by. So I kind of just had this like breakdown moment of trying to figure out what I can do next to better myself. So the only thing I wanted to do was I never had like a proper internship at a recording studio that I had like a mentor teach me. And the only person I wanted to do that with was Will Yip up in Philly. And he doesn't answer emails. He doesn't, you know, like he's got so many people hitting him up all the time. So I emailed him and I didn't hear back and I was losing my space. So I said, fuck it. And I put everything in a storage unit. And then I drove up to Philly and I waited outside of the recording studio until he showed up. And then I shook his hand and said I wanted to be his assistant. And for some reason, I've seen him turn away people before, like kids that have like found the studio and like wanted to meet him and stuff. So I don't know what the fuck happened that day, why everything lined up perfectly. But I met him, shook his hand, and he invited me down to the studio to talk for a second. And for some reason he just really needed help at that point and told me to stay in contact and he'll hit me up within the week so we can kind of like see if we vibe together and then we met up later that week and he liked me enough to invite me to work on a record which was the pedal record and we he's like let's do this record let's see if it works out and if it does stay on for the next record and he told me to stay on for the next record, which was Anthony Green. And then after that, he just stopped telling me to stick around. So I just stayed for two years. <laughs> and that's how I got up there. And that's, that's why I went up there is because my life kind of fell apart in Austin in a, in a way. And I just had a, a mental breakdown and just thought of the craziest thing that I could think of which was go to Philly and wait outside of William's studio. And that's what I did. And it worked out. I've no clue how it worked out, but it worked out. So. Um, that's, that's very interesting. I've never, I, I <laughs> if you think you don't know who Will Yip is, you probably do. Um, what, what are uh, the most notable ones to me were for the, he worked on the title fight records for Shed and Floral Green, correct? Um, Shed, Floral Green and Hyperview. Okay. And he did, so I guess you're, you're, you, you definitely have a knowledge. What are uh, like notable records, I guess, for him with, uh, that might be out there? Like just Yeah. I mean, he's done Code Orange. He's done a lot of Dispute. He's done almost every title fight record. Tiger's Jaw, The Menzingers. Just so many people. A Quicksand record? Like, come on. Oh, a Quicksand record? Yeah. <laughs> it was That's like fun. their first record back. And... Uh, it sucks. Like he did that record right before I went there. So I never, I got to meet Walter and stuff and Serge, but like 
I never got to work on a, on a, a quicksand quick because I mean, he did turnstile, time and space. Like, yeah. how how intimidating was that for you? It was really intimidating. He's so good at finding things to be personal with you, so he makes you feel comfortable. But if you know what he's doing and you can like watch him work, you see like how intense he is and how proficient he is and how smart he is and so when you realize that you're like this dude's fucking intimidating and to see him drum and just to see him at the board and to see him mixing and editing you're like shit this man is a is a machine um yeah he's really intimidating but he makes you feel very welcome like like he's my brother like i i don't feel like i'm still intimidated by him i'll be forever intimidated by him but you know like we can text at like 2 a.m about shit and i'm not like weirded out about it you know what i'm yeah. saying like he's like family to me now which is cool but i mean for the first several months i was shitting bricks around him so uh, i can i can only imagine that yeah. you took the ultimate gamble <laughs> you put all your shit in the storage unit and went up there just to shake his hand and you hope that it worked out and you know it fucking paid off it paid dividends because yeah, yeah. It worked out. What do you think is, what do you think is one of the most important things that you've learned from him that doesn't concern music? Well, I learned work ethic and, and, and attention to detail from him, which plays into working with music, but it's not music specific. That guy has such a hyper focus attention to detail that I didn't know was possible. And and he will work like he's worked on records with me since I've left that I've like sent him to get mastered and stuff. And his schedule is insane. And he'll text me a couple days later and be like, Hey man, I'm working on this tonight. I'm like, dude, I didn't think you were going to get to that for like several weeks. How are you doing all of this? He just is an insane person. Um, but so those two things, um, he really instilled in me and, I, I'm I'm forever grateful for that to like watch somebody who's a professional and to see how they operate just in life in general. I was like, damn, that's that's what I need to be at as a as a human being, not even as a producer, just as like a human. But completely outside of music, he got me into like sneakers and football and shit like that. Oh, shit. Like so I owe him a lot to, uh, for that. Like I know about like sneaker culture and there was a time period where we were like flipping sneakers that we like bought and like Supreme gear and shit like that. What's your your favorite sneaker? Okay. This is an unpopular opinion, but the Nike Cortezes are my favorite. Yeah. I I, I think they're an underrated one. They are. (laughs) A lot of people like to shit on them. I really, I've always, I've always loved Nike Cortezes. Yeah. Same. But I I like, I just like Jordan. I just like ones, just Jordan ones. Just anything like that is cool. Any, any variant of that is really cool. I got into sneakers very briefly because I <laughs> I was starting to learn about sneaker culture and all that stuff and like being comfortable with paying a lot of money for shoes that I really like. And then I decided to go vegan. And then oh, I was like, oh, that well, cuts your I'm, options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very much yeah. so. I was just like, well, like cool. cool. I wear docs now. Vegan yeah. docs. Cool. Dope. <laughs> yep. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> but like that did create this weird lane where like now one of my life goals is to make like dope vegan shoes oh that would be sick man just design some shoes that are like vegan but also fly as fuck hell yeah how long have you been vegan now i remember you talking about that with josh uh two years 
Damn, yeah, that's so awesome. June. That's sick. Congrats, man. Thank that's you. cool. Thank you. I know it's not easy out in West Texas being vegan. So it's uh, it ha it's definitely less convenient than probably say most places. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. <clears throat> but it's uh, it's it's like uh, I've talked about this before on the podcast. It is like this area is getting where it's a little more accepted. It's a lot more like cool. even just in the two years that I've been vegan, uh, there's a lot more options or like you can yeah. go to a restaurant. And you, you're like, oh, I'm vegan, so I, I can't have any of this. And they're like, oh, sick. All right, bet. Gotcha. I mean, that's half the battle is just going to a restaurant and being able to say I'm vegan and people not being like, so what can you not eat exactly? You know, like they know yeah. now. Like, yeah. Now, like they're, they're, they have like at least a decent understanding of it. Where yeah. They'll like, be like, okay, we'll make sure it has none yeah. of this and we'll put some cheese on it. And you'd be like, oh, I can't have cheese either. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my, my ex-girlfriend is celiac. So she can't have gluten, like it'll kill her straight up. Not even like a diet thing. It's like, she can't have it. Yeah. So many places we would go, she'd be like, I have celiac, I'm gluten free. And then be like, cool, no cheese. And you're like, no, 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 like no gluten. <laughs> like, <laughs> like so. not, 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 yeah. yeah, it's, so it's cool that like just dietary restrictions are getting around everywhere. Not, not just LA and New York, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm, I'm sure it, Sure, sure they're pretty cool. I'm sure they're how's it uh what are the vegan options in LA look like oh it's amazing dude oh yeah no it's I'm insane. joking I, there's, that's like I'm sure that's like vegan mecca or something like yeah that. man there's there's whole like on Saturdays in my neighborhood they block off uh, a whole block and they have like a vegan food truck block party oh, every Saturday God. it's crazy <laughs> it's so cool that's the like look with all this COVID shit going on that is like my like I'm just like I just want to travel, I just want to like Dude. I want to go somewhere and I want to like just eat good vegan food and just fuck off yeah. for like a couple of days and then come back. Dude, that's 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 my plan right now. I have this whole like trip planned where I'm just gonna drive north and I my whole plan is I don't have a plan. <laughs> oh, I've nice. just never been I've never been north of Malibu, so I'm just gonna drive up the one which follows the coast and yeah. I'm gonna just drive until I'm tired and then post up on a beach and then get back in the car and drive until I'm tired and then post up on another beach and then just keep going until I hit the forest, I guess. I don't fucking know. Like, it's just going to be me and my dog. And it's because the same, man. I've been, I've been in this fucking apartment for months now, <laughs> like watching people like have parties and like hang out and pool parties and shit. And it's driving me insane. And I can't forget why I'm staying in my apartment like yeah. i can't break so i'm just going to fucking leave instead and just not be around anybody it's not a terrible plan. i i um i i had that similar thought and i thought i was just going crazy but you're like I, I can't remember why i can't leave there was like a moment it, uh like a week or two ago that i was like why the fuck am i just staying in my house oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah like i was like i'm i'm going crazy i literally forgot that yeah. about an entire pandemic for like right because you see everybody minutes. on instagram and you're like oh yeah why am i home on a saturday night and you're like oh because i'm fucking supposed to be i forgot yeah and i i go out and i like i have very few friends here in la that are acting right and we hang out with masks on six feet apart you know outside i don't go in their houses and dude those fucking hangouts literally are saving my life right now i yeah because they kind of like remind me like okay i i can go outside and do things i just have to do it proper and 
you know, it's okay. So yeah. you just have to be mindful of everything going on. Yeah, man. Especially like in LA, like, Oh, I, I, I don't know how many thousands of cases we get a day, but I don't want to look up the numbers. I've been trying not to look up the numbers because that also, because the numbers are worse, it's getting worse and you're like being more lenient. It's, doesn't make sense the it just uh, we were all more scared when the numbers were like zero and now they're in the death toll yeah is beating world war ii and we're having pool parties i don't understand i don't understand I just that got, either yeah that that just uh made my head hurt yeah dude welcome to welcome to man. covid la yeah it, it it's made my brain spiral i've had to like ground my like talk to people and like ground myself i'm like yo i'm not crazy right like kind of like what you were saying i'm like i'm i'm not crazy like i'm doing the right thing right, right like yeah. i'm yeah like this is this is right right and people literally be like yeah dude like this is all real and like you're you're okay like keep doing what you're doing so yeah hopefully this trip will just give me some fresh air and i'll be completely away from people so it won't matter so it won't even matter. Hell yeah. yeah um so Let's get into so when 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 you start working uh, you start interning. For <laughs> Sorry, I'm just no, laughing. No, no. <laughs> we got so dark, and I got so like in this like tunnel vision of fuck COVID, and you're like, yeah, man. Um, so William, like, <laughs> uh, I was trying to think I'm of sorry. a good. I'm no, no, so no, no. sorry. No, dude, I, I, I've just been bottling that up. I'm not bad. No, I'm I'm so glad you got to share that because you needed to. You know what I mean. I that was yeah, no you I absolutely did. needed to i could tell <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't gonna be like a dick and cut you off and be like no. oh yeah like what kind of asshole would i be <laughs> be like yeah how did COVID, we even... COVID, get the fuck uh how, how did like, i get there i think that was I'm, you can cut that shit out if you want no absolutely not we are keeping this <laughs> oh my god i think i just wow. found the youtube snippet though <laughs> Just me being like, I'm not crazy, right? <laughs> oh, it was you and me both assuring each other that we're not crazy. God uh, damn it. Wow. <laughs> that, uh, I know how that mapped out, by the way, if you really want to know. I kind of do. Like, yeah, yeah. After we get off, just tell me where yeah. my, my ADD brain went to COVID. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, my bad. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, I... Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I, I should have had a better transition. <laughs> I think I think that's the best transition. It's just me dying laughing at my insanity right now. So hey, we all got to do something, buddy. Yeah, dude. Okay. Uh, so back on to William. Um, <laughs> okay. Even though we, we took a, a, a we we took we took some time to get there, but hey, you know. We're, we're, Dude, we had a story to tell. You somebody with ADD. They just go on a big rant for a couple minutes and then they come back. Yeah, I, I just feel like you. you uh, I feel like, you know what? Someone needed to hear you say that. I did because <laughs> when you when you were like, I forget why I'm home sometimes. I was like, I'm not that fucking crazy then. <laughs> Sick. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so you get back out to uh, or you get to Philly. How long did you stay there and work with Will Yip? A little over two years. Um, yeah, it was great. It's uh, the wildest time of my life, man. Honestly, this shit was crazy. Just working with bands I never thought I'd be able to work with, and having Will Yip become 
one of my friends. <laughs> it's crazy. And friend and friend, mentor. Friend and mentor, man. Yeah. Like I, st I text him once a week about some questions that I have about shit. He's still mentoring me. He's like my mentor forever. It's crazy. Did you, did you ever run into that problem again where you're like, I've, I've maxed out? Cause that's kind of what you talked about. Like in Austin, yeah. where you're like, I maxed yeah. out. Oh no. Yeah. That's exactly what happened again. Um, I was his assistant and they were, we were working towards something more. Um, but I had just had another point in my life where I kind of had like a, a breakdown and didn't know where I was going to grow from there. Like, and I needed that to happen like right then and there. My, it was another one of those weird things. I, I, I've, every time I've told this story, I've, I've, it's crazy how they, they line up with the, the building in Austin being sold. So I go to Philly and then I'm having those same feelings when I'm in Philly and it's not, it has nothing to do with will it has nothing to do with the work that we're doing. It's just like, I had this feeling of like, fuck, I need the next thing now. So my sister calls me up and there's a three hour time difference between she lives in LA and I'm in Philly. She calls me up and it's like 1am my time I'm up working and she's like, Hey, we rent this house in LA. There is a garage apartment in the back that the person is leaving. And if you want it, we can talk to our landlord about it. I just said, yes, I, I had no plans of moving to LA, nothing. And I was just like, yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll see you in a couple months. And yeah, I, I scheduled like five bands the next couple months between like Atlanta, Austin, San Antonio. Where else did I go? I finished a record in Philly. I, I, I had so much shit piled up <laughs> to pay for this gigantic move from coast to coast. And then I ended up here and now I'm here just because my sister called me that one night. Um, it was just the perfect timing. I needed something and yeah, she, she just like opened this door and was, that was, and I knew that that was the thing that needed to happen. So I got here in November. So let's, uh, bringing it back to COVID. No, uh, dude, don't get started <laughs> on COVID again. No. Uh, I'm sorry. You, you're, you're working on a record right now with the, the band Portrayal of Guilt? Just finished it. You just yeah. finished it. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that that's a we started that record before COVID, was tracking it when COVID hit Austin and Austin locked down. Yeah, we I got there, we started the record, and then lockdown happened and we talked to the studio owner and he was like y'all can stay like because our we were only supposed to be in the studio for two days and then the other spot we were going to go to for the rest of the week got shut down and the studio owner of the first studio was like y'all can stay here the rest of the week i'm closing down so just like pay for the rest of the week and y'all can use it we we stayed together we did i had an airbnb I didn't go out. I just went to my Airbnb, back to the studio. I made, made sure everybody went home and came right back to the studio. And we all ate the same place every day. So we were only in the contact with like Taco Deli every day. <laughs> so oh, wow. we weren't even like going other places for food. We were really careful because then we didn't know shit about COVID. Like we didn't know, we weren't wearing masks at that point. I remember like none of us were wearing masks because we, didn't know that that was something we needed to do yet. So yeah, that record has been insane that we started that when all this has happened and then I mixed it in quarantine in LA. 
and I just got the masters back from Will. So this has been like my big COVID project is this fucking record. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to make a record during COVID. I've made one other record in COVID. It was also back in Austin. It was when Austin was back open before it shut down again. And I made sure the band quarantined. They were already, the drummer has a kid. So everybody was already quarantined two weeks before I got there anyways. Everybody went home at the end of the day. Nobody went out. That Sixth Street was open when I was making that second record. Can you oh fucking believe God. that? Oh. Yeah, we were all joking like, hey, when we're done with the record, let's be an idiot and go to Sixth Street. The week after I left, Austin shuts back down. I, I get back to LA and Austin is shut down again. Crazy timing on that one too, man. Like it's not, I mean, those were both records that I had scheduled before COVID. And I don't know what would have happened if they weren't, man. Uh, I was very lucky to have two very good, well-paying projects before COVID hit. And then how we went about recording them somehow fit perfectly. I would have been so fucked if these records would have been canceled. Like literally don't know what I would have done. I, I'm, the, I'm the luckiest person in the world that they didn't get canceled, honestly, and that the timing worked out. Other, other friends of mine aren't as lucky. Like my friends in the live music industry, Oh, that's what are, yeah. What are they doing? For the, everything got canceled for the rest of the year. Like, and I'm I'm having to deal with that now, that I've I've done these records and I'm I'm a mix engineer too. I get a lot of projects to mix, and that's how a lot, I make a lot of my money too, not just producing. But so I still have projects coming in. But like, when is that going to start thinning out because people can't get into studios still or get yeah. together to write like? That's why I take this really seriously. It's because like me and all my friends, like our lives got put on hold for the yeah. rest of the year. Like none of my friends are touring. That's how they make their fucking living is touring. So yeah. I brought this up today when we were talking about touring earlier with somebody. And um, I've got a, the, and the, the closest date that I have for anything right now for Cactus House even is uh, like September of next year. Oh, wow. I thought yeah. you were going to stop at September. Okay. <laughs> well, like When I got the email, I was like, oh, it said like whole dates for X band, X band. I was like, all right, let's see what it is. Take a look yeah. at it. <laughs> I either go, no, thanks. Or I go, oh, all right, I'll hold it for you. Very yeah. easy email. I don't know why I just explained that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I opened it up and it said September 2021. And I was like, yeah. oh, you know it was it was so weird to see all my friends being like hey uh the tour we had for the fall and winter of 2020 is postponed till the fall and winter of 2021 it blew my mind man it made me so sad and again i don't know if that's what where we got to on the but on your question we were talking about portrayal but it ended yeah. up back in covid but well I, I, that was more i guess um the the initial ramp up to that what was COVID related because I did want to know like how COVID affected that record. Is, is that, is that record going to be released soon? Or are they, is that a thing that, or I guess, is that a thing that you can talk about? Even? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, announced. It's, it, it's <clears throat> announced. I'm, I'm working on some other stuff that's not announced yet, but this one's announced so I can talk about it. I don't know the exact release date, but I know we're rolling out. It's going out on closed casket, which is awesome. I love those people they're putting in some good work into it so there's going to be like music videos and stuff for it so they're getting all the content ready 
over the next couple months. And so it's going to be out in the fall. I just don't know exactly when. And I yeah. don't know exactly what is going out with it, but I know it's a bunch of cool shit. I talked to the label owner when we were finalizing all the masters and he sounded so excited. This is this record is so crazy, not only because it was the most stressful record I've ever made in my entire life. Be, because of COVID, because of who the band are as people, they're very intense people, which is great. I love that. Um, it's not a bad thing. It, it pushes me to make the best record I've ever made besides the Ivy League one. But, um, <laughs> but That's a this hard one, record to talk. I know, right? But this one, uh, Will mastered it for me. And he was texting me about it and was saying stuff like, you should be proud of this. This sounds amazing. Like, this sounds really good. Like, he was genuinely saying, like, I did a good job on this. And to hear your mentor who taught you what a good record sounds like, to say that about a record I did makes me so excited for this record. I've never been more excited to release something to the world. It's fucking crazy that it even got made, period. And then for it to sound like it does, I'm so proud of this record. It's insane. Very excited for it, if you can't tell. <laughs> no, and that's uh, absolutely, that's a band I think everyone on here should absolutely check out if you haven't already. Because it's a, uh, I, I, I don't know anything about this record. Their previous releases are very, very good. Thanks. Yeah, I've done a lot of their previous releases too. So I appreciate you saying that. Um, this one blows those out of the water for sure. It's the craziest sounding thing we've ever done together. And sonically, it is the best sounding record I've ever made on my own. And I produced it, recorded it, and mixed it. So I'm really proud of how it sounds sonically. I think it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, my dog's hey. here now. Getting all excited. Uh, this is how much of a sucker for dogs I am. I saw him get up and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Like I was like... I was like <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm, there's no way in hell I could pet this dog, but I was like, I'm at least a little bit closer. <laughs> I'll hold him up to the camera. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Pet the dog. Pet the dog. Good boy. Here we go. <laughs> He's just going to stay up here now. That's Is that cool, Kingsley? No. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, Bye, Kingsley. Bye, Kingsley. Oh, um, there's hair all over me. <laughs> let's... um. Uh, you have a new project coming up with yeah yeah um i so when i moved out here i knew very few people and one of the people i kind of knew was madison from fury and we have a project coming out that i got involved with because he had these iphone demos of these alternative gothy tracks that he produced on an iphone he's like hey do you want to like maybe help with the vocals on this and like record vocals with me. And, and it turned out me like kind of me saying, I'll also mix it. And I'll also, I also started adding stuff to it and I ended up kind of producing the record. So we, we ended up with these iPhone demos that turned out into a full EP and uh, it's coming out on a label. Nothing's been announced on that yet, but um, we're working. He's, he's working on it. It's his project for sure. Um, but that's really exciting that we, luckily we finished tracking everything before COVID. So we've just been mixing and stuff since COVID. Um, and then it's just exciting that it's a new project that's going to come out during COVID, like a new band and a new thing. 
something fresh and not like a band that already existed recorded a record and put out some like somehow he created a whole new project to come out during all of this so that's really really exciting and i'm really excited for who's putting it out and it's going to be awesome it's going to be cool yeah i played i played some keys on it and some guitars and stuff and it's cool hopefully if there is one silver lining to any in all of this um it's that there might be some really good music coming out of it dude i i've been just laying awake at night hoping people are using this time to like write and have mental breakdowns like me and then <laughs> channel that into music you know um i hope that's what people are doing it's i can't tell until yeah until this is all over yeah I, there are a few people i've been hitting up and we've been ex like exchanging songs and beats and stuff like that just to kind of make sure we are staying creative and i hope people have that in their own groups of friends and stuff because yeah we could come out with like the best records of our generation right now if if we come out of this with with some records if, that would be great it's like i think there was like a tweet or something it was like if you can't do it now where you ever actually gonna do it i yeah i've thought about that and yeah. That I mean, that's the same thing with that that trip up north that I'm going to take. Like, I'm never going to take that unless I take it right now, because that's not my personality to take vacations, period. And then to take a vacation where I don't do anything like I'll take a vacation for a day to go to a theme park. That's cool. But that like to take a vacation where I'm not doing anything isn't my personality. So if I don't do this right fucking now, I'm never going to do it. So that's, I'm, that's what I'm doing with that. And that's also like next month. I'm also trying to write like two songs or beats a day and if i can't do it now when there's nothing else going on yeah. then that then i don't have that work ethic that i thought i did and i need to reevaluate my life you know yeah. so and, uh, and that's the cool thing about anything that anything that happens in life is you can always find silver linings and that's a silver yeah. lining in all this that, yeah you know, and not to say you, you put have that... to do shit no yeah. you don't you don't oh yeah, yeah no you don't have to but like that's yeah um but uh, that's kind of what I was going to get into. It's like yeah. if, if um, there's silver linings and everything, and I hope that everyone, not just, well, I can only say, everyone that's listening to the show is like doing what they can to even just get a little bit better. It doesn't have to be yeah. like this magnus opus of a record. Nah. Like even if you're just no. like, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to write them. So yeah. I think we just need to be the best versions of ourselves at this point. Like we've been in this world, this COVID world for six months now or something, or maybe five. I, I've lost track of how many exact months. But, uh, time isn't here anyway. Yeah. So we've been in this world for months and like there, there was a lot of talk at the beginning of like, yo, like if you just need to like process everything that's happening with the social justice movements that are happening and COVID, like, and murder hornets and the president and all this shit you're like you know what if you're not creative right now it's cool and then now it's like fuck this is our world like if you want to be creative like you kind of have to just start being creative again and yeah. i think that's that's where i'm at personally if other people aren't there yet take your time get oh, get yeah. there absolutely like but i i mean there there were there were weeks where i couldn't get out of bed like I just couldn't do it. Like I couldn't fucking do it. So now I'm like, okay, like I, I'm a producer. Like I have to produce, like, this is who I am. I have to find 
some creative bone in my body to write a song today, you know, or to like mix a song today or talk to a band about a record coming up something like I have to do something. I'm, I'm finally to that point now after all this time. So I hope other people get to this point too. Cause like, it's dark on the other side, man. It's yeah. dark. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I, I hope people get, get out of that funk. It's, it's rough. It's rough to get out of, but. I think that's something that I've um, personally, like that's what I've been working on. Cause it's a weird thing. Even in uh, all of this, I'm still probably the happiest I've been in two years. That's like, good. Not, I don't want to put a time frame on it. Yeah. But like, I'm the ha I'm still the happiest version of myself that I've, I've been in. That's awesome. Congratulations, and, man. Um, like, and I've, ha I've had days like that where it, like, it is hard to get out of bed. It's mm -hmm. very overwhelming. It's very things, but I found things that work for me that I probably, no, I know pull out that if I didn't have to be quarantined for X amount of time, I wouldn't have done it. I, I just would have continued really? to like cope the way that I, I used to yeah. cope and still do. And, but like, uh, I don't know. What, what are some things? Like, what are some things that, oh, COVID helped me do that? Not help me, but like made some realizations about myself because uh, of COVID. Like for me personally, it was like, um, like just my general outlook on life. Like I really reevaluated the things around me and like right things and like putting energy into certain projects and yeah, how things, like just my perspective on life. Like I started to look at things a little differently and I started to feel like, since we're like I uh, like I fully believe that like everything in the world is connected like it's all like intertwined so mm -hmm. like you know uh like the universe unfolds as it should so like you have to listen to yourself and you have to listen to others kind of going back to like how you were talking about you, you were like you thought it was a crazy COVID rant but it it, it helped me to feel like <laughs> oh fuck I'm not crazy this is just the thing that helps like, yeah. it happens it just happens to sometimes and and even if it comes out that both you and i are crazy at least i feel like i'm not crazy at least yeah, i'm not, not crazy, crazy alone. alone yeah i know exactly. yes <laughs> so like yeah. i mean everything like life unfolds as it should um you know you just got to put your best energy and like that's like putting good energy out probably that's what you're gonna what you get out what you put out is what you're gonna get back yeah not only sure. in like energy but like in time like you put your time into being a music producer, playing guitar, yeah. stuff like that. It's gonna pay off like at some point. Like I'm so man. Yeah. It, I, maybe maybe not to what you wanted it to, but yeah. you still you still have to look at things like perspective is very important. Yeah. I mean I I've had I had a couple records that got put on hold because of COVID. So I think I'm like extra like not bitter, but like it affected me. Like it affected my career and my bank account and lots of things. And oh, yeah. so I think I've just had to like, okay, I couldn't make this really cool record that I was really excited about that I thought was gonna change my life. So now I have to figure out something to do during COVID that is still trying to make this worth my time. Like, you know, like- I'm sorry I about that. that. The record oh, he's talking no. about was my solo record. Yeah, sorry. I was gonna make a like, solo record. Yeah, it, like, it was like it, you know, it, Phil's <laughs> didn't tell me they're wild and out there in LA. So like, I was gonna go out there and like. Yeah, and we we're gonna. We had a whole month in the stew. 
like booked and like had to cancel. <laughs> we had crazy, crazy. I don't yeah. even want to mention the features that were going to be on there. Oh like, man, it was wild. It'll just break everyone's heart. But like, yeah. all I I dialed in all my connections for that shit. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I'm just trying to use like August. Man, I feel like a cloud was lifted um, this past week. I think it's like I have portrayal is wrapped for me and then this next record is about to wrap for me and so this cloud is lift i had those to like give my life purpose almost and and as a producer like okay i'm a producer i'm working on records and now these are done like what's next and figuring out what's next in life without doing a project and and still bettering myself as a producer and still working towards stuff is is like difficult i don't know like i it sucks because like, oh yeah, I could have been doing this, but now I have to do this. And I don't, it's hard to come to terms with that and still find something that is bettering your life. You know, yeah. why I am think, I talking about that? I don't know. Hey, but you know why? Uh, it goes back to what I was talking about. It's what you need to say. It's what you need yeah. to say, man. Yeah. So like, I, again, I think it goes back to, we were talking about finding things to be creative. Like that goes hand in hand with like, this next month for me i'm just finding the create the creativity is coming back and like i'm trying to but i have nowhere to put it that's what it is it's like fuck like i'm back but like now what and so i'm i'm like literally making a schedule by the hour for august so i don't end up just laying in bed all day to where it's like 9 a.m i do this 10 a.m i do that 11 a.m it's like i'm back in in college where i'm like going to classes because like that's where my motivation has to come from now because I don't have these projects anymore. I have to like create these, these projects throughout the day. So we'll see how that goes. I've been doing to-do lists. That's, what's yeah. like, that's another thing that it's helped me. Like I'll make like three or four Straight things up. that like, even, and even if they're like, not like, even if one of those things is like, yeah, make sure you eat. Yeah. Like make dude. sure like you get out and move around for a little bit. Like, those Do you know are how really crazy, yeah, dude. I felt so crazy being like one at 1 PM eat like writing that down because I just wasn't eating. Cause like, yeah, it's, it's a weird uh, fucking time in life right now. Yeah, so there's, I, there's, yeah, I have to write down to remember to eat cause I'm so out of it, you know? Uh, yeah, no, uh, I think daily uh, there's a spot on my like to do list. It's like eat well or eat, good. That's good. Eat. Good eat more than once or you know yeah because like at the end of the day i could still like even if i have a bad day like personally or prospectively if i feel like i didn't really get anything done i can go hey you know what i finished everything on this to-do list that's good i accomplished yeah. that and you know what i can accomplish this i can accomplish anything so, yeah um, I, I i started with like many to-do lists like that but it wasn't like intense enough for me with like how bad I slipped of like motivation. So now I'm just by the hour, like every detail of my life is now scheduled out. So we'll see if it works. It, August is an experiment. We'll see if it's, if it's a good experiment or not. I'm sure it will be. Um, I hope so. Let's, uh, can we talk about some of these records that you produced? Yeah. yeah. I, I, some of my- Let's talk about something that makes me happy. Yes, <laughs> please. <laughs> No, um, this is, there's some artists on here and that you mentioned before that I was just really curious. Um, you said you worked on the Menzingers record? I didn't work on a full record with them. I, 
they had done after the party before I got there. I got there and we did Toy Soldier and another single that I don't know if it's released or not. And then they did a record after I left. <laughs> but uh, I have worked with them. Yeah, I, was, I, w- I assisted on two singles that got released. So those dudes are awesome. I, I say, really... They're from Philly, right? Yeah, they're Philly natives. Yeah, they, they've been working with Will for a minute. And man, I, they're one of my favorite people I met. They were so nice to me. They were, they were really fucking cool people. I liked them a lot. Yeah, I mean, everybody we worked with was cool. There wasn't one person I didn't like. Out, out of those two years that I met. They were all great. I'm gonna, uh, uh, off the air, I'll tell you a Benziger story. But, okay, sick. Um, <laughs> They're assholes. Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I, I've never contacted anybody in the, the Benzigas. I think they're probably very nice people. But uh, well, I, I got, remind me, I got something. All right, deal, deal, deal. It's because it's funny, but I don't think they want that out there. Um, oh, shit. Okay. I'm so excited. Yeah. I saw the Mintingers at Riot Fest. Cool. And that was actually one of the fucking craziest shows I've ever been to. It was really? really fun. Yeah. It was like, yeah, that's it. Everyone was just going fucking crazy, but also it was like Chicago and it's super hot. So um, I think I was just like wild dehydrated trying to be in a decent spot. And people were like, yeah. And also I'm old. I'm 31 now. Uh, like, Dude. I just, I, I don't do shows like I used to. Like, I'm not. No. Mm-mm. I can't just uh, stop and do that. Um, Dude, that was the best part about going to shows with Will is he would like get us in and we would go back and we would like chill on the side and not be with everybody else. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ideal. Dude, this is what is up. And then we would like sneak around and like be in the, like if we were in the crowd, we were like by the sound booth so we could be like at the best sound spot of the venue. And we would like spend most of our time out there, but like to not have to deal with like people at shows at like our age is fucking tight. Like that's how I want to spend every fucking show. <laughs> I never want to be up against a rail being like pushed and like, no. you know, dude, never again. Hell I don't no. ever, last... like if I could go to a show and not worried about like someone's foot hit me in the back of the head for whatever dude, reason. That's what I was about fantastic. to say. The last time I did anything at a show was the Half Heart show in Boston. And I was like, the whole time I was like, I'm just going to sit back and watch one of my favorite bands perform. This is going to be sick. And I'm like, damn, I can't like not go crazy for one of my favorite bands. And I ended up chipping my fucking tooth because somebody kicked me in the back of the head. I'm like, this is why I don't do this. It's like yeah. a 28 year old, this, a 28 year old does not need to be doing this. Like, no. but there is like, so I, literally understand exactly what you say, you're saying because it happened to me the last time i was like not chilling in the back <laughs> do, do um do you know top of croy no wait yes 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 he didn't he is that the same show that he like tore his rotator cuff at dude it was the night before in the inside show yeah yeah it dude, was, it was same, way it was too hard. wild yes. <laughs> it was uh, yes, half hard though it was. yeah yes oh, shout dude, out to todd shout out to todd I hope you're okay. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. that sucked so bad for him because he was living in New York State. Uh, I think it was in mm-hmm. Buffalo or mm-hmm. Albany. He was in Albany, I think. And um, I remember Half Heart plays. He tears his rotator cuff, I believe. And then uh, Albany just gets hit with like this big snow while he's like, uh... like in a cast, like wrapped up. And he's like, well, I got to 
uh, uncover my car with with one hand today. One hand. Yeah. And I was like, damn, dude, that fucking blows. But yeah. Oh man. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> this segment is. This segment has been uh, old dudes talk about uh, how they're too old for hardcore. <laughs> yes. That, I, I knew we, we were going to get there eventually of like, hey, man, you old? Yeah, me too. Cool. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Goddamn uh, th- That's a very common uh, conversation <laughs> for me. The other record I wanted to ask you about personally, or there's like two on here, and then we'll get to our final segment. What was it like to work with Ceremony? Yo, Ceremony was cool because you never know what the fuck Ceremony is going to sound like. Um, I forget that I like that band because of that. Yeah. You, you <laughs> kind of like, you kind of remember every record and you're like, how the fuck is that? Like, it all sounds like Ceremony, but. Yeah. Oh, like, they're, they're really good at their own sound. However, it's yeah. never the same thing. And then I'm like, it'll come up randomly on a mix. And I'm like, yeah. What the fuck is oh oh yeah i do like ceremony yeah dude i love ceremony and they were all really cool people again like everybody i worked with when i was with will was amazing and super fucking talented a lot of that record was recorded live and that was fucking wild to watch them rocking out live together as a as a full band uh but yeah uh just to be there experiencing like the new thing that ceremony is gonna do this time was really cool and then anthony is really into wrestling and so is will that's another thing will got me into was wrestling oh but, uh, god damn it yeah. <laughs> i love wrestling <laughs> don't don't like i don't know anything but i love sitting and watching a match now like oh, yeah. it's really cool but uh so some big ass fucking event was happening while ceremony was in town and anthony uh went over to will's and we all like watched some big wrestling event i don't know what it was but there was a no it wasn't it wasn't wrestlemania it was maybe it was like one of the next things i don't know it was sick and just like chill out with like anthony from ceremony and watch wrestling was really cool yeah i mean just i loved finding out like what everybody was into as as individuals in the band with not just like ceremony but like adam from uh law dispute was watching Buffy for the first time when we were making a lot of dispute record. I, I got to talk to him about Buffy because I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer and like nerdy shit like that. And then, I don't know, it's just like, it, that's the cool thing about when you spend a month in the studio with the band is like everybody kind of finds something to do while they're there for the month. And it's, it's just fun to, to see what they get into. Like the singer of La Dispute and Will got into the craziest like trick shot basketball competition with this mini hoop that we have in the lobby. Oh, and that was like that. That was like their thing. It was like the dunks. There's like a highlight in Will's Instagram. I I don't know if it's still there, but it's like just crazy trick shots that I would like film. Like that was like (laughs) at the end of our day, we would all like just like get to the lobby and like chill for a little bit. And then they would start doing trick shots and I would like start have to start filming it for the gram and like, I don't know. It's a cool, cool hangout shit like that. That's like, I mean, the records we all like that I got to be a part of as an assistant there were are all amazing. But I really just like remembering all the shit like that, like trick shots with Law Dispute and you know what fucking TV show I got to talk about with like the people watching or like watching everybody practice their parts in the lobby. And I don't know. It was it's behind the curtain shit that was just so cool and just to be a part of it. It was awesome, man. 
We'll do one more record that I'm personally interested in because yeah. I'm a fan of this band. Say anything? Yeah, that was what record was, early what, on. Which record was that that you worked on? It might be self-titled. I That's the other thing about working on these records is uh, I don't know actual song titles and I don't know records names a lot of the time because I know like working titles on the computer. Uh, let me title? look at I'm terrible at working well, titles. Well, no, like, like I mean, parts. the yeah, this one was just like say anything, and that's like what the, the title was called. So, I am it's Oliver, I think it's called Oliver. Oh, okay, Oliver Appropriate. Yes, Oliver Appropriate. Yes, that's the <clears throat> one I did. Um, yeah, I that was never on the computer, it was just say anything. So, Man. I don't know what the record title was. Um, that one was cool because, like, again, it's like it's like with ceremony max has never made the same record twice and he never will like he's never yeah. going to make is a real boy again even though that's yeah. all anybody like uh <laughs> dude i bet like, you that's annoying for max davis but yeah for sure that, that would be i mean that'd be annoying, that'd be annoying for annoying any artist any, yeah like if any artist yeah. was like what because like uh, it's a real boy it was like five six records ago now and then like, like to that. just like yeah. keep trying to put out like new progressive shit and they're like dude this is really good but yeah could you do is a real boy again and the songwriting is insane on on the record we did like it's the the melodies are so good and yeah he just finds an interesting way to make a record and that record is mainly acoustic which is crazy cool like there's full drums and shit but it's like the main instrument on that record is acoustic on most of the songs it's sick it's so cool i think that's the record that he showed kanye west really right a, allegedly i don't know like i'll say this much because i don't know how uh, true it is but allegedly there's a there was a record that kanye west put out that like somehow or another him like he was hanging out with max demus and max demus got to hear the finished version of kanye's record and then max demus showed Kanye, his finished version of his record. That's crazy. And I want to say That's it might have cool. been Oliver or it might have been the one. It could have been anything. He's made so many records and so yeah. many projects and, and shit. Oh, know. yeah. And but. That's... but I mean, again, to go back to like just like finding out cool things about the people, like me and Max talked about comic books and shit. And because like oh, he was writing, uh, I think for DC, he was writing some yeah. stuff. And like, yeah, I, it's just cool to find out. The things that people are into just to talk to max about comic books and not about say anything that's so cool yeah yeah it's because like, who gets to do that no you do yeah i do <laughs> but like but like i don't know it's fucking sick that like you just get to like meet people and like find out who they are as people it's really cool that's ah man that sounds fucking cheesy as hell but it's true like i got to i got this time is, uh, this is something uh, going back to uh my old man corner <laughs> I've, I've, I've come to find out the things that I used to think were cheesy or like things like that. I'm just like, I don't care. That's pretty odd. Like, it's like they're cheesy, but they're true. Or like things that I yeah. thought were like, I was like, man, that's whack as fuck. Now I'm just like, that sounds <laughs> dope, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I guess I've been spitting some, some cheesy shit this whole podcast. So I guess it's true, man. Yeah. I mean, cheesy things are, are popular for a reason, I guess. Yeah, it's like it's it's it, yeah, it's like uh, like writing tropes, yeah, stuff like that. Like when uh, you go back to that, because like 
I've been that's something I've been trying to do more of is like writing out like uh, like skits and other things that we have working on um, <clears throat> for this project and uh, some other stuff that I got going on. So I've been like trying to get back into writing, and then I'm like, oh man, but this is kind of like this, or like I'm like this this trope from writing, and I don't know if I want to do that. And then I have to like kind of talk myself back and be like, well, it's there for a reason. Yeah. 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 I, like, I've. I've done that with so many like, like beats I've written or, or something where I'm like, man, I don't want a four on the floor kick, you know, like I don't want that steady one, two, three, four, but like it's sick for a reason. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that is fucking tight. Like it just sounds good. <laughs> so but you don't have to create this crazy drum beat. Dude, just fucking kick snare it. It's, it's fine. Like it's, it's popular yeah. for a reason. It makes, makes you feel good you know yeah it makes so. you it reminds you of your heartbeat and shit you know like, yeah it's just wild. <laughs> so so yeah uh my cheesy statement not so fucking cheesy now actually uh, yeah fuck y'all no. i don't <laughs> yeah. know why i just you know turned off the audience i'm sorry yeah guys. you know what? if you're listening right now fuck you man <laughs> I, I i've done that on many a podcast i don't know why i do that sometimes. <laughs> just starts <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh man Dude, so i think i just we'll, we'll move into our final segment unless um there's another record you'd like to talk about personally ah oh, man i'm down to talk about whatever you want to talk about so the final segment is um i don't know or, um, i hate to assume but i assume that you might have some familiarity with um the jerry springer show no oh like the riding in cars getting coffee thing jerry springer or... you're thinking of jerry seinfeld oh <laughs> dude i'm telling you covid has made me lose my goddamn mind i swear oh um, man but that is well, an amazing idea kind, though dude i mean let's we're remake. doing a podcast riding hey. in cars with comedians is basically a podcast like yeah, let's, right. let's let's dude, let's you're in I'm la gonna... we'll, we'll, i'll write the pilot for jerry springer at but jerry seinfeld plays jerry springer mayor will make it happen it's just gonna happen Okay, but on the real, I've never watched an episode of Jerry Springer. I know, like, the chanting, Jerry, Jerry. Okay. That's all I know about that show. You're not really missing much. It's all right, cool, of... good. Uh, if you ever need to, like, anyway, I'm not going to downplay right, that cool. show because I like it. It just makes me feel, <laughs> it makes me feel good about myself sometimes. Like, yeah. Uh, no, uh, but also, I, I, I'm generally just like trash TV. That's like, fine. I'll, I'll lose a day on that. No, so at the end of Jerry Springer, uh, Jerry Springer shares his final thoughts on the episode that had befallen. befallen. Okay. What the fuck am I in Charles Dickens? Movie? I don't even think it's the right way to use that. <laughs> but it's the, yeah. You have to stand like this for the rest of it. The befallen. It is befallen yes. him. It is befallen. Um, so he reflects on the episode and just kind of like gives his two cents on anything that happened. Uh, I would like to offer that same uh, freedom to you, uh, except for legal purposes, we call this segment uh, James's Final Thought. It's in honor of James Cadero, the god. Uh, Hell yeah. So um, just basically whatever you want to say, um, whatever, if you want to go back and talk about something we talked about and just kind of give that, or if you just want to plug what you need to, you can do whatever you want to do. This is your little bit of time. I was just playing with my dog while you were explaining all that. <laughs> but uh, you were doing what you wanted to do, though. Yeah, what I want to do is play with my dog. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. I this whole thing was kind of a haze. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know what we talked about for most of this time. <laughs> Whatever you yeah, want. To talk. I, I don't know, man. Would, would it help you? Would it help you if I did my portion first and then you could do yours? Yes, one hundred percent. There we go. Yeah, hit, um, hit me with it. Okay, I just would like to say thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you, Philip, for being on the show. I would like to say Black Lives Matter. Keep signing those petitions. Keep doing the right thing. Keep fighting for Dude. justice. I know it's. I know things look grim, and I understand that this is very tiring work. But I, I, I think it's very important that we all come together and fight for what's right and make, hopefully, whatever world that we uh, are allowed back into after this COVID a little better. Uh, follow us on such a fucking hard right turn. I should have done this first. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at PodTBL and Instagram at uh, the Blinding Light Pod. We'll have YouTube Sick. stuff soon. This is going to be a great YouTube episode. Uh, I think it will make more sense with video. <laughs> Just to see me like like that meme of the Always Sunny guy like making all these random <laughs> connections. Like That's me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just want to say thank you for inviting me on just because yeah in a world like this it's just good to talk to people i i think i'm losing my skill of conversation <laughs> but uh so thank you for having me and just like thinking i'm interesting enough to talk to that was really cool talked about some interesting uh, things i i talked about covid a lot because it affected me and it's affecting the music industry at large so i i focused on that a lot we didn't talk enough about everything else that is happening like yeah um i feel pretty selfish now like thinking back on the conversation where i just talked about like oh this is how shit is affecting me when it's affecting all of us and then there's also a social revolution happening simultaneously and like there are still people protesting every day and there's still petitions to sign every day and there are still people getting murdered and lynched every fucking day and there's still a crazy person in the white house so yes uh, i don't think it's I don't think you should feel selfish because I, I, I don't want to, I, I want to say this on air because I think that sometimes uh, with everything going on, I think people sometimes do feel selfish because they were like, oh, fuck, I did this, but I didn't talk about this or, or like, you know, like they had an opportunity to bring up the, the social revolution, stuff like that. However, you gotta, I feel like this, okay, this might be me. Um, tooting my own horn a little bit and I don't want that to come off like that but I feel like what the things that we talked about were good for your soul and good for what mm -hmm. you needed and I think that's very important with all these things going on that you do take time personally to do things that are good for your soul and good for your well-being yeah for sure so I agree all right I feel better thanks man <laughs> hey man that's what I'm here for fucking podcast of the year baby it's gonna happen I guess yeah for sure the dream team you and Mary it's gonna happen for sure. It's gonna happen, fuck yeah. Mary yeah. Sergo's gonna make me like a Death Row Records chain, but it's gonna say like Sergo Records. Hell yeah. Sick. Hell yeah. Well, shit, man. Yeah. I, uh, I really genuinely uh, appreciate your time. And, uh, Dude, thank it you. It's always great talking to you. It's, it's literally just so good to talk to you. So, podcast aside, this is awesome. So, thank thanks you. for talking to me. I, we haven't talked yeah we haven't talked a lot about like shit so yeah I, it's just I, cool to talk
talk about that. After after we stop recording, uh, I'm gonna have to get your number because there's a few things that I want to talk to you about now. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do let's do another episode where we like talk about anything else besides music, so I don't go into a crazy rant about shit. <laughs> I'm down with that. Deal. Deal. <laughs> Sick. All right, guys. Well, thank y'all for listening. Um, be kind to each other. Uh, keep fighting and um, love yourself. Yes, love yourself. Yeah, that's a good one.